Creative first. It's another day. It's a new episode. Welcome back to the podcast. If you're new here, my name is Laura. I am your host. This is everything, anything creative. This is your creative corner. This is like your little mood board where you tune in, listen in, all of that stuff. Today, I'm super excited as I always am to have this guest join us. He is one of the best photographers in Zimbabwe right now. He has worked with so, so many people. He's got so, so many accolades. I could fucking go on and on and on. But I think one of the most notable ones um, is him having his work in GQ, featuring GQ as well, having his work in Vogue Italia. Um, he recently just uh, worked with Burner Boy. He was the official Burner Boy photographer um, during Burner's concert in Zim. He is just an all-rounder he's an amazing amazing person personally um he's just such an amazing friend to have so you know i'm super excited obviously as i always am um but yeah thank you guys for tuning in and enjoy this episode creative first mr gax photography <laughs> how are you doing good thanks and you how's everything here laura life is life how's been your week my week has been something else because just trying to balance these two jobs is a lot like it's a lot but hey i guess with time management i, I managed to work something out but mm -hmm. yes it's, it's, it's been hectic yeah but luckily enough we got the 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 breather the africa day thing so mm -hmm. that that i needed that like i feel like that should be a thing where wednesday is literally <laughs> like a rest oh, it's like in the middle of the week it's such an awkward day yeah but you, you need it you need it to do that thursday friday nice Oof, yeah so since already you've already mentioned uh, maintaining two jobs i know that you're rich how do you do it <laughs> how do you maintain <laughs> You, actually let's discuss how's how's the site how are things going over there being on site <laughs> the site is well the um, site the site is making sense <laughs> <laughs> so how do you maintain yeah. your your photography and the engineering stuff you know being rich and everything oh my gosh um i mentioned before it's a lot of time management and um i guess structuring your day Mm -hmm. to suit in what you know you really want to go through what you really want to go for that day so it's a lot of planning prior to the actual day so you, you're gonna have to be have a planning mindset because everything needs to fit into each other so is it do you is your what am i saying i don't want to say is your day job because i feel like both jobs are very very demanding but is your like engineering stuff is it flexible enough for you to then say okay for for you to like take bookings on any day or you have to mm -hmm. schedule and plan around that luckily enough it is it is like luckily enough fortunately it's it is very much so flexible but it's more of a space where you need to clear up mm. your desk 
before you know you're able to take up you know other activities so i've managed to tell them like yo this is what i do as well and they're like yeah we understand understand so they managed to give me a space where i'm able to do what i'm able excuse me where, where i'm able to do what i'm you know um passionate about mm-hmm. but i need to finish off what i'm supposed to do there so it is pretty much flexible but then i guess the only downside of it is um <clears throat> When I'm supposed to do something very important that end and have a booking. So trying to manage that, I, I feel like that's been one of the worst experiences ever where you have to start moving things. So yeah, it's a lot of anxiety and you get really nervous throughout the day because you don't know what's going to pop up. Yeah, I can imagine. But before we move on, I just want to say I'm glad that you're finally here. Because... <laughs> Always. <laughs> after after a year. After a whole damn year, I mean. Literal year. The odds were against us, but we're here. And mm-hmm. I am very, very happy. We made it happen. Glad. But the next one, I need to be sitting with you and we have this chat. You know, I have my anxious moments. Remember the first time we met was at the club. Like, I had to be <laughs> under the influence for me to be like, hey. That's good, you know. Like, yo, guys, it's tough for me. Mm-hmm. It's it's really tough, but I'll try. We'll see. I'll try my best to show my face. No, no, no. Yeah, because I feel like we need to do this like in person, and then like you know, yeah, definitely, it, it, it needs to happen. Baby steps. I'm counting on you. I'm just I'm just waiting for the invite. Unless you want to have it at the club, I'm good. <laughs> or, or we can have it. And also have drinks there. Yes, exactly. When there's drinks, I'm good. I'm good to go. Like, I'm not, I'm fine. All right, bitch. Say less. Say less. I'm excited for that one. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. So, a lot has changed, obviously, since from the the time I actually approached you till now. A lot has obviously changed for you. Um, besides the GQ mm-hmm. stuff, which we will get into, I've noticed that mm-hmm. you talk about create a lot. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, obviously, I don't really, I'm not too sure exactly what create is. So if you'd like to elaborate on create and, you know, so what you're doing with that. Create is a cult. Mm-hmm. Um, Are you the leader? <laughs> There's higher powers. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> so create is um is a creative warehouse. It's it was an idea that I had before I even started um gags photography. It's more of bringing all creatives together. It doesn't matter you know if you're into graphic designing, photography, music, poetry, you name it. As long as you're creative, it's a creative warehouse where people can collaborate entangle ideas um i guess this is a safe space for all creatives to to share space and understand each other so that was my main idea when i was starting off with create so it's been growing it's been growing but now um we're about to take the next step and establish it into something you know solid mm. So something solid as in as in getting a lot more people um aboard or establishing like a physical yeah a lot more people so there's going to be a section of create called create ruja 
Ruja is a sh- is a Shona word which means noise. So it's basically create noise, like be heard. So we are going to be taking in, you know, um creators from disadvantaged backgrounds, you know, um and giving them the tools to which they're able to create. So it's not limited to photography. could be videography, you could be a musician, you could be a fashion, you know, stylist and all of that. So it's just finding that talent that needs, you know, that extra hand because as creative, you know, it's all about helping each other. So I that's going to be our next step. That's going to be our next step and um putting them in spaces with um, you know, people that will, that will be leading those industries. Like for example, let's say we have a fashion enthusiast. Um we have Tia Mikapiri who's also down for that where she can mentor them and you know show them the ropes and you know help them out throughout, you know, the the creative process. That's really cool. And I like that you are thinking of, you know, people that you're what's the word? Hey, not my English fading me like this <laughs> right now. I think what I want to say is that I genuinely 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 adore you as a person because even when I speak to you, you know, outside of like this whole thing, like I genuinely feel like you have this element of like being a people's person and like caring about what other people have to say and you know just being very open to accepting people you know and even i think i told you this like the first time we 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 spoke i was like shocked because i'm like <laughs> this man has all the clouds in the world but he's so nice and so down to earth you know so i i like that with create you're just being yourself basically i feel you know that's a new perspective so like to actually see it i, I didn't look at this i so creative is basically an extension of me wow yeah because you're you're not speaking outside of who you are like this is who you are fundamentally like you're a very nice just open person and i don't know if people have told you this because now you sound shocked <laughs> but <laughs> I'm really shocked. No, he's on his really shocked. But, you know, I feel like create is basically an extension of who you are as a person. Thank you. Thank you. Really appreciate that. Obviously, I think you've told me this before. Um, but I don't know how many people know this, but how did you start um your photography business? All right. So, funny story. I always it, to me how is that photography is basically a testimony if mm-hmm. if I'm to be frank so how is that photography I had a passion for photography but you know never you know took the next step into buying a camera or any of that right back then um I had a really good friend of mine now girlfriend she's like yo you should get a camera and I'm like okay let's do this right and then um I you know I I bought a camera. So what happened is that at the university that I was in, I was studying in China at that point. Mm. The next day there was like a Miss JU beauty pageant show and then um there was a really big sh- they were trying to shoot all the models. So what happened is that the photographer was supposed to cover that. Um got drunk the previous night obviously, you know, probably hanging the next day and didn't pick up 
all the calls. So one of my friends was like, yo, I saw you post that, you know, you got a camera. Please come and shoot. And I'm like, I don't even know this. I just got it like yesterday. So <laughs> I can't really help you at that, right? I remember his numbers. And then she was like, no, just come. It's okay. Even if you just, you know, wing it and just, just come and shoot something. And I'm like, all right, cool. Mm-hmm. So I got off that stop, got in the next bus back. And then I got there. And they didn't tell me, like, it's like models. So I was speaking like two, three people. So I get there, it's like 12 models, like dressed to the T, set everything. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So that's when Operation Wing it started. And then I'm like, cool, let me just try this and just see how it goes. I mean, it's better than not having pictures. So you might as well just have any kind of pictures right now. So um, I remember on my way back, when when I was in the bus, I was on YouTube. I was trying to understand my camera. Like I was like, okay, if I press here, this happens, this happens. I think it was like a 15-minute bus bus drive back. Yeah, it was a bus ride back. And then I got there. And then I was just started winging it. Like, you know, like you know what's going on, like faking everything. And in the end, the results that I got, I was actually quite shocked. I was really impressed. Like I was I was like, wait, you shot that. So everyone really loved the pictures and um, I guess I got my next client from there and then, you know, it started going on like that and here we are. So you started in China, right? Yes, yes. It was actually, it was actually like a breakaway engineering because, yeah, I just needed something random to do that would just, you know... um, that would be like a quiet space. So engineering basically gave birth to photography. <laughs> that doesn't make sense, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> it really, it really doesn't. Because I was that stressed. <laughs> like, I was like, I need something else to do. So how did you come to Zim and, and break into like, you know. The into the market in Zim. Um, so the thing is that when I was in China and getting all these gigs, I would spread out through my clientele I would like like I didn't limit it to just China so I would be showing people even in Zim you know making portfolios spreading them around you know everyone gets a you know a piece of it all so when I came to Zim um I had my first shoot I think my first shoot in Zim was Tamara and um it was just it was just a collaboration we just woke up one day and we're like yo let's go shoot so we went and then we had the shoot and it came out really nice. So, you know, um, people around her were like, um, let me shoot this, let me shoot this. And then a lot of pro bono work where I would approach probably someone. I'm like, hey, let's have a collaboration. And yeah, so it's a lot of that. And also, you know, um, bothering your friends. You're like, yo, let's shoot, let's shoot, let's shoot. So is that how you built your brand? Or that was a different strategy? Well, building my brand, different strategy. Because I had to target my niche. I had to create a brand that's not tacky. A brand that's that stands for what it is. Mm-hmm. So that was a whole different strategy on its own. You are one of the best photographers in, you know, in Zim. Um, but also, like, your brand, the way that you've branded yourself is so, like, 
I've just, I've never seen anything like it. Like you just, when I say the best photographer, I know most people will be thinking Gax. You know what I mean? Just because of the way that you have packaged the whole thing, you know, like it's not even just photography anymore. It's just, it feels like the whole experience of shooting with Gax. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 So how did you, was that even natural or like you had to sit down and, and write down pointers and, you know, look for certain people to work with and. <laughs> so when you, when you're building your brand, you're going to have to understand your target market, mm-hmm. your general marketing scheme, how you're going to push out your brand. So I come from a family of an, entrepreneurs like a whole lot of them so it's it was it was it was a lot of help from them and um i guess most of the parts a lot of research you need to understand what your clientele wants so you need to locate the target market you got to locate your clientele understand what your client wants and then you have to meet them halfway without compromising your own style your own signature Mm. so it's also breaking into a space where you don't follow the photography rules so you're gonna have you're gonna have to be that person that stands out to be outstanding yeah sound like lyrics but then you say you gotta (laughs) (laughs) to be outstanding you have to stand out Mm. so you have to be different so with me i avoided well when i was starting out it was mostly like me asking for help from a lot of people that will be you know that would be inspiring me at that point i got a lot of you know negative feedback most didn't answer most didn't you know like give me like solid stuff because the zim creative space is mostly like competitive it's not a lot of collaborating Mm. like everyone just wants a piece of the cake and there's enough to go around yeah so okay back to how i was structuring it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> back to our structure i went on i went off on a rant but anyways mm. uh back to how i was structuring it yeah you need to understand the audience you need to understand what the audience wants and you have to understand how you can give them the work without um you know taking too much off you off the brand so you mm-hmm. can't compromise yourself with that um I guess also another thing is um, looking for a style, for a signature. What makes your brand you? So we have to understand that your brand is actually you. Worst mm-hmm. off if you name it after yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to be very careful about how you carry yourself outside, how you have a chat with the next person and you you also have to realize that someone is always watching at every specific point like there's just always someone watching you as long as you're working hard on it someone's watching you mm. so building a brand is it's long term it's not short term so every decision that you're gonna have to make think five years ahead it's obviously you know a lot of work but do you have moments where you just kind of feel like okay now like do you have a boundary between your personal life and you and then your brand and you do you have like a difference 
between yes and yes very much so very much so in this industry you know people like oh for you to get big you need to sacrifice a part of your privacy mm. so my main boundary is um my private life stays private but then my personality doesn't change does that make sense yeah because we don't know shit about like <laughs> your personality <laughs> <laughs> We do not know shit about your personal life, hey? Like, I don't even... Like, nothing. And it's like, <laughs> how? Because, like, yo, your circle must be, like, super protective, hey? You're gonna have a circle that's very protective of your private life as well. You're gonna have to push yourself in spaces where you take time out with those people as well. So... Mm-hmm. You can't mix the two at all. I don't mix work and fun, or they call pleasure. I don't mix the two. I think that's my number one rule. Don't mix the two. When I'm working, my my mind shifts to just work. Because mm. it's very easy to get lost, especially in the industry, especially in my position. It's very easy to get lost and mix the two. And it's just chaos from there. Like, there's nothing good that will come out of that. Is there anything that you wish you knew um when you started photography here in sim i guess it's mostly the the spaces and the environment and the people itself um how it'll be harder for them to understand your art and it takes a lot of convincing and a lot of pushing and you know you 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 have to you have to stick to your guns the moment you shift and do something that the people want, you've lost it. So, yeah, there's something that I wanted to be afraid of. So I remember like the first days, you know, like I'll do my stuff and then people will be like, you know, if you try, you know, uh, make the skin softer. Well, I'm like, no, I'm not like that. I'm not like that. So, yeah, I, I just wish I was prepped up for the audience. And how do you... um? come up with the concepts do they tell you like okay this is what i want and then do you contribute um so with, with concepts i've got something that i can board i'm pretty sure you're familiar mood boards so so for those that don't know a mood board is basically guidance and yes of the shoots that you're about to have or the project that you're about to have so it's gonna have images of the feel images of um the poses that you're for the aesthetic of the whole thing so you know so that everyone's guided in a way it's going to help the stylist going to help the person who's doing hair the person who's doing makeup the photographer himself the set designer so it helps everyone understand so that everyone's moving on this you know same same path so yeah that's also part of my concept production process Mm. for me it I do it backwards. So I have to understand what the client wants. Like, what is it that you want, right? And then they tell me, all right, cool. So I want to, you know, feel like a fairy, right? And I'm like, all right, cool. So now we start moving backwards. Instead of saying, okay, um, what's wardrobe like? Wardrobe starts, which is one of the last things. So you're going to have to work with the set. So you're going to have a set. And then you try and match the set with the clothes. Then the clothes have to match the makeup. The makeup has to match the hair. So it's in that order. Mm. 
you are very uh you pay attention to detail <laughs> yeah <laughs> so everything needs to match like everything needs to make sense like if you want a marilyn monroe type of feel your hair has to be to the t your makeup has to make sense the set needs to make sense because yeah the the color grading needs to make sense so all of those things have you had moments where like the client wants something and then you're like okay so we need to do it this way and that way and this way and then they come back and they don't really follow the guidelines and you know yes like a clash now i have that quite a lot so we have to turn down specific clients to protect um, our view of how it's wow. supposed to go because we're supposed to meet halfway and if we can't meet halfway I'm not sure if it's going to work cuz I won't be comfortable and we don't want a situation where work feels rushed, pushed or we're forcing it. Wow, so you've turned down some people, you're like oh, unfortunately we cannot you know carry on. Yes, you have to. You have to. You have to draw a line as a creative because a lot of people are just going to yeah, a lot of people are just going to breach into your space and be like I don't like this and you're like So what are we going to do? I can feel the pain cuz like imagine being turned on by gags guys. Yo, I would cry. I would scream. You know me. Like I would actually cry tears. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. Just a quick annoying mandatory ad break. If you haven't yet followed our socials or subscribed to this podcast, please do so now. Love you. It makes a good picture. Hmm. the story behind it the way the way it's composed um the way emotions are evoked from the image as well how we see it from our perspective everyone needs to have a different perspective on the same image so you know how a picture mm-hmm. tells a thousand stories so from all the pictures that you that you've taken all the concept pictures um that you've done are there specific ones that you can remember and be like okay this one was my favorite simply because of of the story and everything yes 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 um my favorite pictures are actually not of people ah uh, why not <laughs> what's actually not of people <laughs> actually not of people like <laughs> so i used to study in one city and work in another city because i used to work at um to do a lot of club photography that's where i learned a lot of photography so club photography night nightlife photography and stuff like that so i used to work in another city that's like I think it was like 20 or 30 minutes by speed train. So, but the distance is like between Harare and Blaye, but it was like 20 or so mm-hmm. minutes, I'm not sure. Okay. Yeah, so I used to do this trip daily. It was almost daily because I used to work in the club, so go shoot, come back, go shoot, come back. So, I'll leave at 9 p.m., be back home by 5 a.m. And these are specific pictures of a certain route that I'll take when I'm walking. in the evening. Mm. And I shot these um I don't know what I was doing but I remember taking these pictures and telling myself that one day I will look back at this and it'll be worth it. 
So you're a very sentimental person. Very much so. Those pictures mean everything to me. Because when I'm talking about emotions and image, it's those pictures. I remember how I was feeling that day. I remember what was on my mind. I remember... So every time I look at it, I think of a different day. I was taking a walk or I'm walking to the subway. I'm done with like shooting three clubs in one night, hectic. And doing club photography is something else because you're dealing with a lot of people at the same time. These are all different emotions. People are celebrating, people are drunk. And it's, it's, mm. it's, it's a lot to take in. But that was my life. That was... That was my job to capture all these things. So you're meeting a lot of personalities, a lot of souls, a lot of, you name it. And it's something that stays with me. Very, very sentimental. Um, yeah. Like even thinking about it, like I'm just I'm like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. The way you're saying, you're like, <laughs> no it, it 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 really birthed me like it really made yeah. me who i am right now because it started off small and then you know you're getting bigger clubs you get club future club animal mm. those are like top 50 in the world so you you're shooting like um a-listers and all of that and being able to be in that space with also respect photographers it's something else. Yeah. So that was just a crazy experience for me. I'm I'm grateful for that experience. Everything I went through, I was on energy drinks half of the time. So can you imagine how tired I was? Yeah. <laughs> that my my caffeine levels were always shooting. So hectic. <laughs> Didn't you get culture shock though? Yes, yes. There's a like, like there's a lot of culture shock. Um but it, it sinks in. It sinks in the longer you're there, you'll be able to block it out. But the first days, you know, you just think you're like, why am I here? Like, why did I pick this place? Because <laughs> you just think you're like, yeah. what the hell was I thinking? Like, I really could have just done essay and, you know, go home. But it's the experience that teaches you to grow. It just shows you how small you are. So you allow yourself to learn more. Exposure. <laughs> there's two different types of exposure mm -mm. <laughs> it's still the same concept the know. same concept but you know I'm putting in work for that but in his yes <laughs> next <laughs> okay then next um, so how did you monetize your, your craft here okay I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to you know uh, I guess brag or whatever but like I managed to raise the price of photographers within that area okay. so like like setting a new benchmark of like how much photographers charge you so it's been something that's been there like monetize everything like if you're good at something don't do it for free so when I got to Zim it was from the get-go you just think you're like this is how much I charge is how much I charge. But what you charge has to has to match with your output. So the more you charge, the more you have to work on your craft so that people understand why it costs that much and how and how good you deliver. Hence why you turn down people and break hearts. 
<laughs> that's also another thing I'll, I'll, I'll turn it down because the problem a lot of collaborations is that in the end people get what they want from you and they forget about you what would you say is like because obviously like photography is basically collaboration um, mm. so how, what, what do you what would you say is like collaboration etiquette that you think people should know and learn especially in zim i can start with one this is a rant um <laughs> don't approach people and like i know i've done this to you so don't call me out but you know i've been through shit but don't approach people and say okay we're gonna work on this you know this is what's gonna happen get me all hyped up and then disappear what the fuck are you doing yep. don't do that don't Facts. do that Fact. you know i hate that so much it's like mm. what are you doing or you approach someone and you get what you want from them and then you disappear and it's like okay <laughs> you thief <laughs> yeah that happens a lot that happens a lot oh the tag it's small things like that that take me off so i'll just start from scratch with uh what i feel like a collaboration is it's minds coming together for the same reason and that's to create create memories create an image or whatever it is that you know you guys have decided to 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 approach but in in most situations a lot of people come through with different you know intentions so someone will be like i have a brand so how do i get a free photographer how do i get a free makeup artist so i'll be like let's do a collaboration you know and then the makeup artist, you know, like, hey, I have a brand and I have a photographer. If, you know, you want to come through, you know, it'll be good exposure for you. It's not, a, it's, it's not an opportunity. Collaboration is not an, an opportunity. To me, collaboration is a connecting point. It's a connecting point for everyone to have, you know, a mutual standpoint. Mm. And have you had people that come to you and say, okay, come and shoot my wedding or come and shoot my party or whatever. And, you know, because the exposure will be good for you. Yes, I've had a lot of that. I've had people be like, hey, you invited my party, but don't forget your camera. I'm ready to throw hands. I've been ready. Try me. Who influences your work ethic and your photography and all of that my work ethic i honestly feel like it's my family um my family has workaholics that are in denial but yeah um <laughs> everyone should go to therapy <laughs> yeah you just you're like why are you working it's 3 a.m you know like don't you have something to do <laughs> like sleep <laughs> yeah but my my, my work ethic is at some point, you'd want to pass this down and you want to put in all the work that, you know, is possible to make it as rigid mm. as possible and, I guess, expand to a point where, you, you you know, you now have people working with you in with your brand. So, by putting in that work, you're going to have to understand your brand inside and out before you let someone else into your brand because they're going to ask you questions about how to do a b c d and you just think you're like man i don't know but 
you claim to be the positive <laughs> aren't you <laughs> mm. so you're gonna have to experience every situation by yourself before you let someone else in and have you expanded the the gex brand are you working with people do you have a team now yes i have i've got a couple of guys that i work with um so it's mainly for a lot of events but like in the coming i'd say quarter yeah okay let's say by like august august um we're gonna start taking in interns because we've been getting a lot of you know applications and cvs coming through our way outside oh that's cool yeah so we're gonna be taking in some interns and um we're also trying to structure ourselves because we didn't study this and then people that study this in uni are like applying so you you, you want to give them the best experience do they have to be full-time i also want to <laughs> no they, they don't have to be there um full-time it's it's mostly when we have specific events so we have to take them through different setups you know normal studio shoot outdoor shoot indoor shoot um events put them in different you know simulations where it's like okay cool there's this type of lighting there's this type of setup there's a dark-skinned person there's a light-skinned person there's yeah so you have to put them in different setups and all of that is different settings and you have to be prepared for every single outcome because the end of the day it's a moment you have to capture it and you can't redo that moment have you had any moments where like something crazy happens and you're just like oh i wish i had my camera here just to capture this crazy moment one's arrested but yeah huh (laughs) (laughs) where was this and what had happened how did you get out it was in harare um we flew our drone over a high profile person's house and soldiers came to get us Because we're Wasn't that scary though? Yeah, we're shooting an event like right next door. So the drone went past and they're okay. like, yo, what is this? And I was like, yeah, this is it, guys. It's been good knowing y'all. It's been a good <laughs> run. We've done so much. I'm sure we've left a legacy. <laughs> <laughs> I've left a legacy. I've done my best. Didn't they like torture you guys or something? No, but no. they were just like, "What are you guys doing?" No, luckily enough, fortunately, the person we're shooting was also high profile, so it was like a you know, okay, when someone throws that joker and you got that A and you're like, "Woo!" I also want connections, and I also want to be rich. Teach me your ways. <laughs> it's part of networking, which is another important part of um photography or being a creative being able to network and also there's the business side of everything where you have to formalize yourself and do everything legally like you know as creatives it's a lot of shortcuts but then there comes a point where if you want to grow you're gonna have to register your business you're gonna have to you know work on your taxes and all that stuff so there's just another section of the creative side, the the business creative side, and then there's a the networking mm. uh, part as a creative. Do you think that's one of the misconceptions that people have about being creative slash photographer, where it's like they just approach you and it's like, oh, it's not that deep, you know? What do you need to be so formal? Yes, it's not. It's not that hectic. Yeah, because um, 
what I do to you will seem like an hour shoot, but it took me three, four years to be able to do it in that hour. Because of like just the learning, the preparation. Yes, yes, yes. Like funny enough, we actually turned five this month. I've been shooting for the long. When you started, did you even think could you'd be like, oh yeah, like I'm taking in interns and you know, would you that's crazy. Like where do you see yourself in the next five years now? From here. I see myself as a creative consultant. So would you have stopped photography altogether? No, no, no. I, I really wouldn't have stopped that, but I would have gained enough experience to be able to consult like like you know when it comes to the creative industry where brands come and you know they'll be like oh we want your services for this and then they just leave the whole brand to me so lately i've been doing rebrands of artists and stuff like that i want to go and try rebrand an entire corporate it's obviously gonna happen so like you know <laughs> for future purposes i just want to say well then <laughs> Thank you. I'm proud of you. Would you would you also still be engineering though? Yes, yes. I would I'd I'd love to be doing that as well. Um I feel like it's 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 now okay to be able, you know, to have um two career paths. I feel like it's not like long ago or back then where you were like you need to be a doctor, like you need to have a tunnel vision when it comes to your career. I feel, I feel like we're now in a phase where it's now okay, it's now normal to have two career paths. Is it not confusing? Because I'm imagining when you're doing your photography stuff, it's more, you know, mood boards and all these things and just people, people, people. And then you have to switch and be on site <laughs> and, you know, like do serious adult things. Like, is it not confusing at times? It is. It, it is from being a um a mechanical and numbers person and you're looking at things in a very engineering perspective and they have to switch and be a creative yeah. i've i've gotten used to that switch but then at times you know it kind of gets too much especially when you have pressure from both sides and you probably have got like five shoots in the same day and then you also have work so it's like switch like like you like you're just switching on and off but what I could say is um, it's been working well. It's been working well. It's just how you tackle, I guess, every situation that you're going to face. Would you say that's one of your strengths? Like being able to balance everything and being able to be so... Multitasking. It's 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 not a strength, but it, I guess it's having a goal for both. So... That pushes you to 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 take everything seriously. The path might change, the path might be different, but always maintain the same goal. The route to the goal may change, but don't change the goal itself. What's one thing that people wouldn't necessarily know about you? Oh, I'm camera shy. I don't like camera. Let's pull up the GQ shots, please. Because I had to shoot them myself. So you were by yourself that yeah. day? Yes, it was just the studio. But you had to you had to put time and then run and go and sit down. No, I've got a remote. Okay. Because <laughs> that'll be weird. Like I'll I'll have, I'll have done like a time lapse of that. I'm just like up and down. How was that? Like just that whole experience and everything. That was interesting. That was a big step. 
and it was a very validating step i i, I felt like I really don't know how to explain how I was feeling but it was crazy it was like everything is you know did mount up to something and being recognized in a really big magazine not only yeah it's like South Africa it's like in a different country and being recognized in such a magazine and platform was something that was validating it really pushed me to the next stage where I was like okay this is serious i need to level up now so it kind of put a bit of pressure on me but it's 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 that good pressure where you're like oh cool i can't relax now the only way is up from here was that the moment where you actually like you took a step back and you're like well shit like i am actually pretty cool like i'm really good at this yeah 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 it's it's one of the few moments it's one of the few moments like like there's some moments where for example i was at um fix force can the 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 carnival there's a you know shooting gemma and it was just the two of us on stage and there's like a crowd there's like a really big crowd one and there was one of the moments where i was like wow like of all the people i'm the one who's on stage shooting this and and i never saw myself as that person it's it's one of those moments where you're like wait like I'm here I'm I'm on the stage it's just me I'm shooting this person and everyone on the stage can definitely see you because you're the big man <laughs> do you think that you know the attention that you received has altered the way that maybe people interact with you or the way that you interact with people mm, I try not let that get to me to be honest when it comes to attention I I always take that with a pinch of salt cuz most attention it's people trying to gain access into your life and not everyone comes through with really good intentions for you so when it comes to attention i don't let it phase me you i just keep on doing what i'm doing and i complete what i'm doing and would you attribute that to like your personal your personal life that we know nothing about <laughs> or <laughs> Yeah, there's 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 that as well and the people around me. The people around me, <laughs> that's my friends and family. They've managed to keep me very grounded as as much as they celebrate me and celebrate my milestones. They keep me grounded, you know, like you you still the child at all. You are still doing chores like that type of setup. Like I don't give a hell. I don't give a damn. You made it into GQ. My loan is not cut. Go cut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I remember randomness, and I'm like, "There's my mother. No, I made GQ, and I'm in Vogue, and I'm out here cutting the loan." <laughs> like, she do, know? does she like, know? My pictures are going. <laughs> yeah. So just being in a space where people are able to also have a conversation with you without you know reaching into that space where everything is all normal like you don't have a different approach to any conversation it's not like something wants something from you it's still the same people same support system the the reason why you shouldn't let all of this get to you is that it's also going to affect your craft you're going to start swaying in I guess the fast content lifestyle 
weigh in using mm. things like likes, um, engagement start affecting your work you know you start pushing mm-hmm. and work out faster because you want you know likes you want all of that so i don't let that get to me i don't let that get to me because um i'm not yet where i want to be with my work so i don't want to make myself comfortable well that's it for me um i don't know if you have anything to say like you found me a husband i don't know i guess you I'll, i'll get you one was always on site <laughs> yes <laughs> I need to be like, where are you? I need him to be like, I'm on site, baby. Like, I'll talk to you later. Like, yes. Make it happen, please. Actually bother you. I'm finding the person. I'm finding. Two seconds. Two seconds. Just give me two seconds. Two seconds later. He still hasn't done it. And I'm still single. So there's that. Creative first.